We are back on the Heart and Hustle podcast after quite a bit of an off-season break. Maybe a couple of weeks too long, but the season is right around the corner. In fact, the preseason starts Saturday. I didn't know it. I don't think you knew it. (laughs) Heck, talking with a few people at Media Day on Monday, DJ Augustine didn't know it. But the 2019-2020 Orlando Magic season, back and ready to go. And everybody is back, too, plus Al Farouk Welcome into the show. Nick Gronowitz here. Scott Inez is with me. The dynamic duo ready for another Orlando Magic season. If you are listening for the first time, make sure that you subscribe, download, comment, the whole thing. Whatever whatever it is the kids say that you should do with the whole podcast thing. Uh, you can hear Scott Inez and myself weekdays on ESPN 5 at Orlando from 4 to 6 o'clock uh, if you want to hear our show live. And of course, on this podcast, we're going to try to get two out a week, maybe three out a week if we're feeling ambitious during the regular season. Uh, Scotty, we're, we're back. We're ready to go. Here we go. Uh, the 31st Orlando Magic Media Day for you. Man. 31 of them. You've been to all 31. Yeah. That's why people listen to this podcast, by the way, because you have been here uh, since since the early, early days, since uh, our guy Pat Williams was just getting people to sign off on season tickets. That's right. That's 31 right. media days, and there's a ton of questions for a team that – has a bunch of returners. There shouldn't be this many questions, but there are. Yeah, there there are. You know, I was telling um, Steve Clifford, who we spoke with on Media Day, I, I was telling him that it's my 31st Media Day. He mm-hmm. kind of looked at me and went, really? Seriously? You're that old? And yeah, yeah. I've Coach seen Clip, the pictures, by the way. You look exactly oh, the same. Well, well, thank you for saying that, Nicky Football. My, my $20 bill is in the mail. But um, look, I think there's, there's a new vibe. And, and you were down there with me during Media Day. There's a new vibe, you know, when you look at this franchise and where it's at right now, it's in a it's in a good place. I don't it know if we like could it. say that two, three, four, five years ago during the Rob Hennigan era. But you just got that feeling now. And I think the word continuity is kind of overused at times because when can you're I, continuing. Can I use a different C word that okay, the FCC will let us use? Yeah. Uh, confidence would be the word. Okay. Like there was okay, an okay, air like of that. confidence on that practice floor yeah. with. Because last year, I think there was a collective like, oh, this works kind of a feel with Steve Clifford in his first year. You fired Frank Vogel. You have Aaron Gordon back. You signed him to the contract. And then Nick Vucevic headed into a contract year. Terrence Ross, you're hoping, was healthy. There were all these guys lost lost to injury. And you didn't really know what you had. Now, this team coming back after finishing, what, 23-9 and in their final 32 games, you took a game from Toronto. Aaron Gordon told us on Monday uh, he felt like if the ball bounced differently in Game Three, they think that could have been a six-game series. I don't know about that. Well, I Aaron, didn't, I didn't Aaron, want to argue with Aaron at the time. Well, but. see, but here's the thing, Aaron: if the ball bounced differently in Game Three, it would have been a six-game series because you would have won two games, <laughs> two of the first three. But that's that's okay. Yeah. But there is an air of confidence, in my yeah. opinion, with yeah, this I, team, with the whole. We have Markel Fultz yeah. up our sleeve. Yeah, feeling. yeah, and we're going to talk about Markel, and we're going to hear from Markel yes. coming up in the interview that I did on Media Day with him. But I, yeah, I, I sensed a confidence, and that Nick, that's why I, I just, I wanted this young basketball team to make the playoffs somehow, some way. Just make the playoffs, get in and experience what it's feel. like. Get that feel, and that's exactly how you feel once you come out of the playoffs is you feel confident. But let's go back to the continuity word because sure. it's been used quite a bit. Um, you, you you have to be able to continue with the same people over and over and over again in an organization when they're the right people, 
right? When they're when they're good people, when they're smart people, when when they're the right people in 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 the right situation. I think that's what we have here now. What we had in the Rob Hennigan era is some continuity in the front office, but we didn't have the right person in the front office. Let's call it like it is. Now we do. Now, now you do. Now you've got Jeff Weltman and John Hammond, who I believe are doing a tremendous job so far. Wait a minute. Are, we don't think Rob Hennigan was a good GM? Okay. Uh, newsflash. Um, the, the, the proof is in the pudding, if you will. Look at his record. You just get the feeling that with with these new guys now. What do you mean? Alfred at, Payton's on a one-year deal <laughs> and Mario Hazonia's on a league minimum. What do you mean? With these new guys now, you just get the feeling that there is a sense of continuity. Oh, you called it confidence. Um, you have the same guys now at the helm for two and a half years. You have the same head coach. For now, for for uh, a another year, season, you're right? into year two. Yes, right. So, in a head coach, by the way, that is extremely comfortable in Orlando. That is very no comfortable. Doubt. I mean, he was here under Stan Van Gundy during the Dwight Howard years, and Steve Clifford when he walked into Media Day. Uh, that guy, that guy, just he feels so so comfortable, and he looks. I have to say, you asked him this when he sat down. Mm-hmm. I think before you, yeah, we, we got the interview rolling, and you'll hear that interview on a podcast in the near future. Today, we're going to give you Markel Fultz. Uh, you asked him, are you healthy? Like, mm. how are you feeling? Because that was a big question about Huge. Steve Clifford when he came to Orlando. Huge. Because of him missing that time with Charlotte with personal health issues. And he said, I feel great. Yeah. He said he feels great. Watched every game. Yeah. During the offseason, I can just yeah. see Steve Clifford just three days after the season starts, he just pulls the VCR out and That's he's who just Steve watching is, games. Though. That's who he is. Yeah, and he told me that he's he's sleeping well, he's feeling well, which is a very good sign for Orlando Magic fans. So you put that all together. You got Jeff Weltman and John Hannon. Sure. And now you have Steve Clifford, who I think we can all agree is one heck of a basketball coach. You got the right guy as your head coach, and now you've got continuity with the same guys on this roster coming yes. in, and you add Al Farouk Amino. You add a Markel Fultz, who we'll add here, uh, we'll hear from here in a little bit. So I know Jeff Weltman is not a big fan of the word culture. No, you talk exactly to him for about 12 you, minutes, and he stays yeah, away from that stays word. Stays away from it, but, but, but that's, that's exactly, finally, finally what you feel for the first time, I don't know, maybe since... 2010? Yeah, it's kind of like, hey, we got something here, right? I, I think for the first time that there is that that culture, that confidence, whatever word you want to use, where the the team feels sure of themselves. Mm-hmm. For the first time, they're on secure footing. Think yeah. about it. Since Dwight Howard left, it has been turnover and roster, turnover and coaches, the front office turning over. And finally, I joke about this all the time with you. It's just... Wouldn't it be nice just to have nice things? Like, you don't have to have the greatest thing. You don't have to be. But to have a nice thing, there's kind of some. Hey, we know what we can fall back on. Yeah. We're a team. There is there is some sort of buy-in now because you made the playoffs last year. Sure, you only won one game, yeah. but you made the playoffs last year. And you could feel that from Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac. And, heck, I think that team's looking around saying, wait a minute. We can still get something from Markel Fultz. Mm-hmm. We can still we can get something from Mo Bamba. Don't, Mo Bamba was the third best center on the Magic last year because Kem Birch took his spot after he got injured, and Kem Birch was awesome. Kem Birch is back this year too, so there is still a lot you can get out of this existing roster. And we haven't even mentioned Al Farouk Aminu in terms of what he can add right, right. on the floor. One small joke from Media Day, and you were talking to Jeff Welton during this. Um, I think John Hammond is the most unassuming general manager in NBA history. He's a good man. He was. John Hammond, 
did not have a boot set up. John yeah. Hammond did not spend a whole lot of time doing going around doing interviews. He let Jeff Weltman do that. In fact, John Hammond wore kind of just a white button-down shirt and business slacks yesterday and just kind of mingled amongst the people. And at one point in time, I was talking with David Steele, uh, of course, from Fox Sports Florida. And I said, you know, guys, like, where the hell is John Hammond? It's two feet to my right. <laughs> John Hammond just looked over at me like, hey. <laughs> just, was... You know, we were all wondering when Jeff Weltman named John Hammond his general manager. How's this going to work? I mean, you know, yes. ideally, Jeff Weltman is is the guy who runs basketball operations. He brings in a big name and like like John Hammond. And you're thinking, okay, how how is this ego thing Are these going guys going to gonna fight for credit? And they really don't. And, and they, they're... they're I don't want to say they're egoless because everybody's got an ego, but they are as egoless uh, as I've seen in the NBA in terms of front office people. So that's a credit to him. That's a credit to Jeff Weltman. They don't care who gets the credit. No. And, and that, I mean, they said that coming in two and a half years ago, and, and you kind of rolled your eyes going, okay, at some point, at some point in time, this got to break down because there has to be a hierarchy. It, it's they don't care who gets that they really don't care who gets the credit so no. that's a credit to them and 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 how egoless they have been but look I, it was a great vibe down there and I also you know you're gonna get to hear the Markel Fultz interview yeah, coming let's, up let's I got get a great f- vibe from him too he seems to be in a very good place right now yeah he does uh he said uh many times to us off the air and on the air uh that uh, he feels like it's all clicking for him for the first time in a long time he feels healthy and a lot have made it like you and I've discussed this and I think there has been a physical but also a mental aspect to it and it feels like he's kind of clean and clear on both of yeah. those things yeah I, I think it was masterful of the Orlando Magic and I told them that yesterday masterful to actually have the media in to uh, you know get glimpses of him shooting the basketball last week after voluntary workouts because mm-hmm. I, I think that took a lot of the pressure off of Fultz, and I think it took a lot of the pressure off the rest of the team so that this week would be about the team. Now, there's always going to be a focus on Markel Fultz. Well, who was the right? first guy we asked to talk to? It was not Jeff Weltman. It was Markel Fultz. He was yeah. also one of the first guys available, but right. that is always going to be a question until he takes the floor. And we learned yesterday he's going to take the floor immediately. He was in practice on Tuesday, their yeah. first practice, and he plans to play in Saturday's first preseason game against the San Antonio Spurs. So now I'm going to be out of town for a wedding, and I'm going to be trying to watch an NBA preseason game. I'm one of the groomsmen, too. I'm going to be trying to watch that game during yeah, the wedding. So yeah. I will watch it. I'm yeah. going to try to catch it somehow. But you have your phone on the altar? How's that going to work? I'll figure it out. Yeah, I know you will. I'm sure I'm not the first person that has had this problem. You can tweet me at ESPN5, Nick. You give me the way to get this done. But I think you're right. I mean, uh, they got out in front of this so that there were not too many questions about yeah, it. And Markel yeah. can shut everybody up with his play now. You know, we all saw over the summer the cryptic videos of him, so forth the and so on, right? The boomerang video. Now we're at least seeing shots go down. But but there was nothing concrete. And last week we saw it. Like, the kid can shoot the ball. Now now his shot, okay. quite frankly, is, is not the prettiest shot in the world and in, never has been. In this interview coming up, though, Scotty, you said your shot's looking great, man. Oh yeah, I mean it is for him. It, I, I didn't talk about his form. No, he's uh, what I meant was <laughs> he's letting is... it go. He's uh, there isn't a hitch in the giddy up. He's shooting the basketball. That's what I meant. There's but a it, word we had in high school for his shot: fugly. That's it, it, what that. It's I mean, a his, fugly shot. But, but it, it it was kind of like that back in college too. It was so, whatever works for you. As long as the ball goes in the cylinder, it goes in the hoop. It goes in the hoop. But look, I I. 
I love what I heard from Mark L. Fultz yesterday. We had seen the cryptic videos. We had heard stories. Quite frankly, Nick, I am, I don't want to say I'm shocked because nothing shocks me today. I've been in this business a long time. I was pleasantly surprised last week to hear that Mark L. Fultz was going to be in training camp from day one. We didn't know. We did not know. And I, I think if you would have asked me, okay, so you put your money down somewhere and where do you think the roulette ball on Markel Fultz is going to fall, I would have told you he would be closer to, I don't know, Pasadena than yep. he was Orlando I thoroughly, at the start of training I camp. I thoroughly expected not to see Markel Fultz at the start of training camp, and I didn't expect to see him come the start of the regular season. I thought he would be off in the wilderness somewhere, like you said, off in Pasadena, off, off, mm-hmm. off to the West Coast, doing his thing, working with his people, and instead... He's been here in voluntary workouts. We talked with other Magic players on Media Day about that. Only they positive say, things. He looks good. Now, yeah, I think yeah. I, whether that's a company line or whatever, but they they have done a great. You yeah. know, they they're all singing his praises. Yeah, I think the best thing that could happen with Markel Fultz, other than lasting through training camp here over uh-huh. the next five days, best thing that could happen to Markel Fultz is that he gets a lot of playing time in the preseason. And I think he's going to. I think he's going to. All right, we're going to get to this Markel Fultz interview. I wanted to ask you one more question. I think we'll do this on a future podcast as well. But uh, yesterday was media day. Uh, we're taping this on Tuesday, so Monday media day. You're 31st. My... How many have I done here? Probably like six. six. Yeah. yeah, probably six. I don't okay. think I made it to the first one. I think I was just just working that. Um, but I asked the question, um, and I love doing the fill-in-the-blank thing, but who is the most important player for wow. the Orlando Magic for the 2019-2020 season? Wow. Uh, because last year, the most important player was likely Nick Vucevic. I think the most valuable guy was Terrence Ross coming off the bench, mm-hmm. and that was one of my one of more, our more favorite debates during the year. But wow. the most important guy, in your opinion, is who this year? Wow. Um, that That is... That's a difficult question because I could make a case for Nick Vucevic. Yes. I could make a case for Terrence Ross. You could certainly make a heck. You could you could make a case for Mo Bamba uh, and how important a year this is for Mo. And and we'll hear from him coming up in a later podcast because we we spoke with him on media day. Nice I, haircut, I, I, by the way. He lost that bet yeah, to Shaq. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he lost a bet to oh, Shaq. I didn't know it was yeah, due the, to uh, a, a the bet. LSU Texas football game. Okay. Uh, he and Shaq had a bet, and okay. if LSU won. He had to shave his head, okay. basically. Okay, gotcha. Um, look, I'm going to go with the obvious here. There, okay. there are so many important pieces to this puzzle, but if you're pinning me down right now, Nick. Well, we'll do this on a later podcast, I'm, too, but at least I'm, your I'm, initial thought. I'm going to go Markel. I'm going to really? go, Mar- I'm, I'm go Markel just because we didn't count him into this roster to start the season. And now what you're adding is a mega talent. There is a reason why Markel Fultz was taken with the first overall pick by the Philadelphia 76ers a couple of years ago. Now, is this his rookie season, you know, coming up with him having played just 33 games in his NBA career? Yeah, you can probably count count it his rookie season. But if Markel Fultz is able to give you anything, anything, it's the cherry on top of the Sunday. This is a team that won 22 of its last 31 basketball games, playing some of the best defense in the league last year. So even if this kid can come in and give you 15, 20 minutes a game off the bench, and shall I say, take over a starting role, perhaps later on in the season at the point guard spot, 
Um, this kid is a mega talent for a reason, and, and I think that, you know, I I, I picked the Magic to win 46 uh, really earlier this summer. I, I I hate to say it, Nick. I, I don't want to jinx him. Don't don't if, don't okay, give I'm me a number. There, don't give me a number that begins with five. I, I'm not going to go there. But fifty one team if he plays well, no, you want to do it. I, 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 see I the do. You want to do it. But I, I've got to see it, the best thing that could happen to Mark L. Fultz again. It's happened. Play it. Yes. P- play play him twenty five thirty minutes a game in the preseason. Let him get all those mistakes out. Mm-hmm. Let let him step to the free throw line on Saturday night in San Antonio. Let, let because isn't that where the meme was created last year in San Antonio with him playing for the Philadelphia seventy six in San Antonio or not? Put him on the line right away. Work out a deal with Greg Popovich. Steve Clipper. Hey, when Fultz gets on the court, foul, foul him, him immediately. So I want him to go to the free throw line now, ASAP. Let's get this over with in the preseason because nobody pays attention to the preseason. Mm. Let's get it over with now. That way, by the start of the regular season, this kid will be ready to go. Should be an interesting moment Saturday night. Uh, Greg Popovich and Evan Fournier on the same court again for the first time since. How about, yeah. Evan Fournier about that? ended yeah. the, uh, the Team USA ho- uh, hoops hopes in the uh, FIBO World Championships. All right, we will we will do more on that conversation. Okay. I think that'll be a fun thing because uh, my money right now would go on Aaron Gordon heading into year okay. six. The okay. surly veteran Aaron Gordon yeah. who <laughs> reminded yeah. us, by the way, heading into year six, he's still only 24 right. years right. old somehow. Yeah. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, coming up next, we're going to get to Scott's interview with Markel Fultz, uh, who, of course, everyone is buzzing about. Uh, later in other podcasts, you'll hear from Jeff Weltman, Steve Clifford, Jonathan Isaac, uh, Aaron Gordon, a ton of guys from Media Day. Uh, so stay tuned. That interview coming up right after this here on the Heart and Hustle podcast. How does it feel to be here at Media Day looking out over the media and, and your your coaches and your teammates and, and you're here? Uh, it's finally going to happen here, Markel. How does it feel for you, uh, knowing what you've gone through over the last couple man, of years? Man, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's a different appreciation now just to be here. Um, I got a different appreciation for the game. And just to be here with this organization and, and, and my teammates is, is, is fun. Illustrate for us what it's been like, the frustrations that you've gone through over the last couple of years. Oh, uh, man, it's been a lot. It's been a lot, really. Uh, but I'll stay faithful. I'll stay working hard. Um, it's just been a grind, really. It's just been a grind like I've been doing my whole life just to, you know, do what the people say can't be done and just uh, figure out what my injury was and then get get to rehab on it. And now and being able to uh, fully participate in uh, training camp is it's just a big step for me, and I'm just happy to do that. It, it's great to see you doing what you love exactly. again. Exactly. That's what we all want to do. Exactly. We want to do what we love. But there had to have been some dark moments over the last few years with you wondering, okay, am I, am I ever going to get out here again, right? 100%. Uh, well, anybody that, like you said, that that do, doing what they love, when it's taken away from you, uh, you miss it a lot. And for me, not being able to compete at the level that I want to compete and uh, be out there with my teammates and just being a competitor, uh, it was tough. But like I said, I stick through it. I uh, prayed to the man on top, and I just kept working hard. And, and now I'm here today. So, is there one point over the summer, Markel, where you went, okay, mm-hmm. there it is, mm-hmm. I got it back again? Yeah, hundred percent. I just started feeling the click. Like every day, I I didn't have great days every day. Some yeah. days I had really good days. Some days I didn't have good days. Uh, I think the biggest thing is just I stuck with it and I kept working hard. So your shot looks great, man. How, how do you feel about man, it? Man, I feel it, great. Uh, yeah. it, it's not perfect, uh, and it and, and it never was perfect, but. Uh, <laughs> I feel really good with myself. I feel confident, and I feel like it's just going to be something that I'm going to keep working on. It's just going to get better and better. Is it something that when you go out there, is it something that you're thinking about, or are you just reacting like you used to do? Oh, never. It's all instincts. Uh, 
the work that I put in off the court when I'm not in game time is, is what's going to translate into the game. So uh, I try to work as hard as I can when I'm not in practice and when I'm in uh, just working out by myself to be ready for stuff that I might do in the game. So when it comes, it's just instant. I don't never want to think why I'm going to play. Well, when the Magic traded for you last year, this team went on a little bit of a run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you're definitely a good luck charm. But tell us about the support that you've got from the coaching staff, from the front office here in Man, New Orleans. Every, everybody here, not just the front office or the coaching staff, the players here, uh, just – just the people in the building, this organization and this this place, Orlando, is, is a beautiful thing. You know, they all uh, opened up their arms and wrapped it around me, and it just made me feel like I was at home and more comfortable. It made me want to work even harder. So, Markel Fultz joining us. Have you mentally prepared yourself for what's going to happen tomorrow in training camp and the possibility of you playing in an NBA game yeah. as early as this coming weekend? Exactly, 100%. Um, I live for these moments. Uh I love this game of basketball, so uh, anytime I get a chance to play it, uh, I'm already mentally prepared and physically prepared. But um, my biggest thing is just going out there and having fun. You know, I, like I said, I haven't been able to play this game for a little bit, and just to be able to go out there and compete on the hardwood is, is a big thing. So my biggest thing is just go out there and have fun and uh, play as hard as I can and let the rest do its thing. All right, tell us what you add to this ball club this year, Markel. Uh, I think I add a, a two-way uh, guard that can play on both ends of the floor who's going to compete. Um, and just make winning plays, really, whatever we need. If they, we need somebody to go get a rebound, if we need somebody to dive on the floor for a loose ball, need somebody to go uh, get a bucket, um, anything I can do to help this team win, I'm going to do. Even if I'm on the bench, uh, just cheering my teammates up, uh, keeping them going. So, Been in the league a couple of years. You only played in 33 games. Mm -hmm. Does that make you a rookie going into uh, this year, that's how, that's how I look at it. Uh, yeah. I look at it as, as my rookie season, but as far as mental and, and experience to the game, um, I learned a lot in my three years of playing Um uh, just being able to see the floor from a different perspective and pick coach's brain and just being able to see um, certain stuff on the bench that you might not see while you're playing, um, it's helped me a lot. So. Yeah, it, it, it's an education being in the NBA, even if you're not exactly. playing, right? And, exactly. and you're, what, 21, 21 years, years of age? Old. Yeah, right now, it's amazing you're just 21. What other what other things maybe about being a professional mm -hmm. off the court have exactly. you learned over the last uh, I learned years? a lot about my body, just being able to eat right, you know, getting the right rehab in. And doing smart work, a lot of people just want to go in the gym and bang, bang, bang. And I had to learn. That's one of the things that um, hurt me a little bit was I was trying to work out a lot. I was working out three times a day, and I had to learn how to be smart and just, you know, get the right recovery and get the right work in and not just uh, spend all my time on the court going as hard as I can. So I learned how to work smart and also just, you know, take care of your body. So Well, you're looking around at this team this year, and um, this is a team that won 42 games last year, 22 of their final 31 mm -hmm. Streaking into the playoffs, uh, beaten by Toronto in round one. What do you make of this team, and how far can you go this year, Markel? Uh, I think we can go as far to, as far as we work. Uh, I think the work is going to be what gets us right starting in training camp. Um, I think we have all the pieces to go as far as we, we want to go. So I think as long as we do what we need to do in training camp, we'll be just fine. And um, I think I think it'll do do well. Well, it's great to see you in yes, a magic sir. uniform, my yes, man. Sir. We're all rooting for you. Thank Thanks you. so much, and good luck this Thank year. You. All right.